Well, 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 is that the end of the four horse title race? With Arsenal and Liverpool dropping points, the devastating Doku inspires City to open up a three point lead and a very hefty goal difference at the top of the table. Elsewhere, Forest beat unbeatable Aston Villa and Sheffield United actually win a Premier League game. It's very embarrassing. All of that and more on today's episode of From the Back Seat. So, got a new guest today, it's very exciting. So, this is a debut for high talent. Big potential Manchester United correspondent, Jay Mystery. Got very high hopes for him. He's been grinding hard and this is his, uh, his chance to really stamp his impact on the game. So welcome, Jay. Nice to have you on, man. Thank you, thank you, Jack. It's a, it's an honour. What what was that again? High talent, big potential? Yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I need to keep throwing buzzwords about like, get people gassed so they keep listening. <laughs> the nicest the nicest thing anybody's ever said about me ever. So yeah, it's a great start. <laughs> Glad to be yeah, here. Right. I, I hope it continues like this. Yeah. Well, I hope, like, unlike Manchester United, you really fulfil that promise. Big performance today. That'd be nice. That's all people want, really, from Manchester United. Just try. Just be better. Oh, no. Okay. So, I'm not doing all the games today. Um, we're going to focus on the bigger ones, and we're going to do a very big section, listener, on Manchester United specifically, while we've got Jay on. Specifically, what is going on with them? Why are they so bad? Can it be fixed? Is it terminal? Etc. Etc. So stay, stay with us for part two, where we're going to let him basically rant um, and treat this as therapy. It should be nice. But I, I, yes, here we go. No, 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 no. Do you know what? You I'll, wait, it. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I, I feel like I feel like my internet, like when you started saying that, my internet was going a bit, it was going a bit dodgy. Which um, it's, it might be a coincidence, it might not be. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Do you think it's a sign of things to come? If you mysteriously drop off, we'll know why. It was just, it was too much. All right. Well, anyway, Manchester City, it's Manchester City six, Bournemouth one. Um, did you know statistically the most one-sided fixture of all the current Premier League teams? And it was just so predictable, so entirely predictable um, that Bournemouth got absolutely slapped again. I feel like every time this fixture rolls around, it's about 5-1, 6-1, they're just bad. And I think my main takeaway from this game was Erling Haaland did only play 45 minutes, admittedly, but it is quite mental that he didn't get a goal or an assist and Man City won 6-1. It does make you wonder how much worse this could have been if he actually you know, decided to join the party at any point. Oh, was it was it was it Liverpool beat him nine 0 a few seasons ago? Yeah, that was a good day last season. That was the end of Scott Parker. Yeah, that oh that little interview he gave at the end where he's just like <laughs> bad enough. Like, it's not good enough. Players aren't good yeah. enough. <laughs> Look at him now. Unemployed and Bournemouth are still up, so that did not age <laughs> well, that whole interview. I can understand it though. Um I think I feel like it's all about it's all about Jeremy Doku, really, isn't it? This is kind of like, I'm him, that kind of performance. Four assists, one goal. Got some fun stats for you. Hit me. In his first season at Man City, Jack Grealish in the Premier League got three goals and three assists. And in one game today, or yesterday, Jeremy Doku has five goal contributions. So I think what it shows is one, two things. One, Doku's very special. He's a serious talent and he's only going to get better and better. And also that you don't always need like this bedding in period that everyone says you need at City, where it's like 
they kind of roll you in gently. You maybe have like 25 appearances in the season and everyone's like, right, second season, it'll be good. He's literally, he's already cemented that spot. And I don't think Grealish is going to get in anytime soon. What do you think about him? Uh, it's just mad how he's done that as well. I feel like even, well, like obviously Grealish is absolutely class and you've seen how long it's taken him to get that, to that level. Like he obviously tore United apart, but don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> He, I don't know, it's Doku just looked, he's class when he's doing that little assist when he's dancing around the line and he's like turning Bad. people inside out, doing a little samba, just chilling. And then, uh, what was it? I feel like he's running as well. He looks a bit like Sterling. He does that, you know, like mm. the, like the big booty, a, like dinosaur arm kind of thing. I agree. Yeah. But, and then the, the celebration as well. Is that is that a Fortnite dance? I wouldn't like to say... Because I feel like we're going to show our age by not knowing it, but I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, do you know what? I'm not. I'm not about the Fortnite. I don't really know much about it, but I do rate that dance. Pretty, pretty bad boy. Yeah. Would that yeah. be a bit of you? <laughs> you? See me. See me Friday night. I look forward to it. Maybe at my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Like, I think he's super direct. He's he's so good at dribbling. You rarely see someone who's that good at dribbling because. I feel like dribbling gets sort of drummed out of players over time. Like Jack Grealish, when he got to Man City, he stopped dribbling as much. He started being more of a rounded, ta- like tactical player, basically. And I do sometimes worry that we need to enjoy Doku now because in about six months, he's going to be really functional on that wing, you know, tracking back a lot, like playing the easy ball. Yeah, he's been fully pet to that point and then the fun's over and he, like when he's playing like cdm as well like doing some mad stuff literally <laughs> inverted <laughs> fullback <laughs> all of that nonsense <laughs> it's all just a bit too obvious a bit too easy for pep i reckon but yeah he's very good it's very disturbing how good he is already i don't think City needed any more attacking weapons they, they got rid of mares went didn't they that was their like their winger mm-hmm. that went who sane he went well, a few years ago, but he was like another one of those kind of players. He's got a bit. This more is the. Like... I think Doku is the Sterling replacement, isn't he? Sterling with Chelsea. Yeah. Last season was it last season already? God, it was last season. Yeah, and yeah. He's yeah. come in stylistically quite similar, just younger, more direct, more fun. So yeah, they've smashed it again in the transfer market. Must be nice. Certain certain wingers on certain people's teams not not doing particularly well, but again, we'll, we'll... more on that, more on we'll, that to we'll come. That. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the contrast is not very flattering for everyone of a Man United persuasion. Spend half the money, get fucking more in product in one game than you've got across an entire season. But we digress. I need to I need to start getting some digs in as well so i need to yeah stop being so negative about about uh, about united and yeah let me let me get my thinking hat on and i'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll make up for it in a little bit yeah bro look this is a safe space like there's no man city fans that actually exist so you can say whatever you want about them <laughs> like and they definitely don't listen to this podcast if they do exist so it's fine I hate Man City. I actually hate them. I actually hate them so much. They're so frustratingly good every time. It's actually boring me. Like, they've ruined entertainment for me when it comes to football in the Premier League. They've ruined Liverpool's golden era. They've ruined football. And I hope they get relegated all the way to Valorama. Do you know what? As much as I dislike them, the fact that 
that Liverpool team didn't, or they won one title, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Well, even that was a bit of an asterisk one. We're not sure if that counted because it was on no COVID. So shut, shut your mouth. There's no asterisks there. Like I, I, I should appreciate City for for just dominating, so that you guys don't. So mm. shout out to them for that, but no shouts out to them for winning the treble. That was uh, yeah. That was a tough that. one, wasn't it? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because that was kind of like your lasting legacy, last thing to hang on to. Really, uh, I was on a stag do in Lisbon and spent all day at the beach. And it was time to go back to football, but a lot of people were like, "No, no, like it's cool. We'll stay here. We'll stay here." And I'm like, "No, got to watch football." Didn't really have much hope. Mm. Went to a bar, a mixture of random, random Inter fans, random City fans, and I was pleasantly surprised at how well Inter did. Uh, Onana, I was like, oh, we should buy this guy. He looks decent. He he looks unstoppable. <laughs> um, and then obviously Lukaku, um, doing what Lukaku does best, yeah. um, which is not much. Uh, and then yeah, it happened. And what happened? I went outside and I stood on my own for a good five minutes, kind of mm. them ones. And just yeah, I think they put Blue Moon on the song in the uh, in the cafe as well. So then I had to walk up the road a little bit. I just uh, it it it's not it's not the same as ours though. Football was different back then. Ours is ours is a lot better. We we didn't buy it as such. Not no, that is true. We yeah we. I, I, do you know what? I've been watching the Beckham documentary. Mm. Uh, I watched the second episode a couple of nights ago and I, I did there was a little tear in my eye when I saw that 99 pure nostalgia literally my, my dad my dad was there as well he said it was, it was the best really? I've been to yeah 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 shit lucky guy that must have yeah. been crazy yeah he so yeah. he he's been he went to the uh, the Moscow final he's been to Moscow went to Bas- the Barcelona one mm. went to the one in Rome and the one in Wembley, I went to that one where we got absolutely turned over by Barca. And like, it was like Moscow, literally one of the worst matches he's ever been to. Like the whole, everything about it, like getting in and out of Russia, like absolutely mm. pissing it down. No, nowhere to really have a drink. Apparently after the game, they couldn't get any transport out. So they had to walk through fields out of the stadium. Like in the what mud, the obviously, obviously had been pissing it down like and literally like just walking through these random fields like hopping over fences to try and get back into the city what the fuck and, that was yeah. not reported on at all at the time the actual fan experience it was just yeah it mad but I mean to be fair like I didn't care based on the result and then like, the year after that was the Rome final where we played Barca again and he was like yeah like absolutely amazing time like Good bars, good like restaurants, like whatever. Fan, all the fan zones were like very good. But then, yeah, got turned over. Pros and cons, then, isn't it? Would you rather have a really shitty night but get the result you want, or have a great time but not get the result? Shit night every single time. <laughs> Obviously, but you know, every there's something time. in it. Something in it about having a bit of fun. Like Rome is Rome is a great place, and I imagine Moscow is probably not. But I've never been, and I'll probably never get get to go the way things are going with Russia. Um, that was a good got sidetracked there. So okay, what was your favourite goal of uh, the Man City game? Do you know what? I quite like that last Ake goal. 
Yeah, just the, the... the the header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty. I don't know. As a as a as a defender myself, I do enjoy a I do enjoy a good a good header. A a marauding centre back. Oh yeah, I can see that. It spoke to you in a different way. It spoke to you professionally. Aesthetically, I found it quite, you know, average. But Not I think my favourite goal was another silver one. Sorry, personally. before we do that. Mm. Also, like they're they're five goals up at that point as well. He doesn't really need to do that. Like, true. Like, it wasn't it wasn't from a corner either, was it? It was like just from open play. I don't know. I I assumed that it was like from a corner, and that it just sort of recycled and he just stayed up there. But I really I really can't remember. I also can't remember. And then the fact that you just said Bernardo Silva, I now remember Bernardo Silva's goal. And I'm like, oh yeah, shit, that was also quite a good goal. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of sick goals, but I think Bernardo Silva was my favourite because Pep said it after and I thought the same thing. He was like, that's messy. That's Messi-esque levels. Like the little the little roll, the little dink, just all so calm. You're like, there's no space. And you find space to do a trick and chip him. It's just a shame it didn't go straight in. I know I know it did go straight in, but you know what I mean? It's just a like shame aesthetically. That, yeah. Would have been nice yeah. to just see it just bouncing, see someone slide in underneath it. It was all there, but yeah, that was pretty special. He's just such a good player. I really the, wish he left. Yeah. Well, uh, what was, how long was his contract? He got a new contract, but I don't think it's that long, if I'm correct. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is either his last year or his second to last year. That feels about right. Yeah, I think he's been he's been talking about or making some noise for. A a while but I say that it's just all the press isn't it so not sure what you can believe and can't believe he's got Barcelona free transfer written all over him when he's like 33 yeah seeing his playing with his mate Gundogan yeah yeah, yeah. literally and then after a year they're like that was a terrible mistake he's so expensive (laughs) (laughs) Uh, last point on City 22 home wins in a row in the Premier League that's pretty grim that is that is an unbelievable record, but doesn't make good reading for everyone else because that is over a whole season now, stretching back to probably like I don't know, like September last year maybe. Do you know who the last team to beat them at home was? I imagine. I have a feeling it's some like rogue team that I feel like it's got to be Crystal Palace. I'm just guessing, but that's what they do, you know. So yeah, Roy special. Yeah. Just like 29 shots for City, one shot for Palace, 1-0. Thank you. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm imagining, but yeah. Do you see any reason that they're not going to win another trophy this season? The Premier League plus one other, probably? Oh, do you know what? I, I thought Liverpool were playing really well. I thought they were going to be the team to beat. Oh, no, but they should be inside. There it is. <sighs> Not ideal. Yeah, all right. A good segue. All right, Liverpool won. Oh, wait, sorry, no, won. before that, let me answer the question. No chance. Like, they're just going to win the league again. Like, everyone's getting excited about, oh, Arsenal playing well. Oh, Spurs are playing well. If they if they keep it up for a few more games, they'll be in the title challenge. Like, there's just no chance. There is no mm-hmm. chance. Like, City are just going to win the league. Like, they, they always do. They just run away with it. And they just go on yeah. some mad run. Nobody can catch them. And it'll just be the same again. They're not even giving us a head start this year like they usually do, where they like make you think because they're working out a new way to play football. They're sort of working it out, and they're like, "Oh no, we'll never make up those seven points." And then they win all the games from like Jan. 
I I thought this new style of football that they were playing was supposed to be like a get a goal ahead and shut up shop type of vibe. But then, obviously, this weekend was not that. And the weekend before that was, I felt like they could have done more, but didn't. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's not looking good. They've tightened up and now they're starting to become very potent as well. But also Bournemouth are just awful against them so I think we can only judge it on what anyone not called Bournemouth do next week but yeah I'm not feeling very confident especially after this terrible terrible draw and if anything I feel bad for Luton that they didn't get the win because that would have meant a lot to them a draw does nothing for anyone really but yeah here we are talking about a fucking 1-1 draw with Luton Town Luton Town who I've been very rude about I think on previous episodes so here I am looking like a right mug they heard you mate the ghost of Ross Barkley's <laughs> come to haunt you. Oh, literally. And the fact, like, this this was just one of those games. 27 shots from Liverpool, one goal. And I was like, of course, of course. I'm just happy we didn't lose. Because this is exactly that kind of game where you do everything right and you just lose 1-0 and you're like, can't really. Can't really prepare for that any better. It's just one of those where the finishing was a bit off from certain people in particular. But the finishing <laughs> across the team was a bit off. Um, and that makes me sad. Can especially. we just clarify who you're talking about, please? Just for... I don't think he needs any introduction. We all know who we're talking but about here. I thought midweek he silenced the critics. It was a bit of a a, <laughs> a dodgy this a is... dodgy touch, and then and then he goes and does that, puts a puts, puts a finger to his lip for the for the haters and uh, what the haters say. What he does, now. bro. It's what he does. He's here to confuse and. Yeah, he's chaotic. He's a chaotic guy. Hit the bar. One of the worst misses I've ever seen later on in the game. Literally just missed an open <laughs> goal. That was pretty shocking. Um, looks can really we, good can we, can and then looks just, really can bad. Just, can we just mention Salah's uh, header there as well, who was clearly going for goal? I just think we can't understand the genius that is Salah when he's, you know, he's seeing four steps ahead, quite clearly. Quite clearly laying it off to his mate. Oh, I don't know though that that trim's starting to thin a bit, so I don't know maybe that the brain's getting <laughs> a bit colder in and the front. <laughs> <laughs> He's turning full crusty the clown. Literally, I was literally thinking that, and I was like, "Why is he doing this to himself? Like, he's <laughs> such a brand. Why is he letting himself go like this? Do you know how easy it'd be to just cut your hair?" Uh, <sighs> yeah, but then like, and you know what was it? It was it was that like if I think of him with cut hair, it's like the Chelsea days and some, some dark <laughs> dark true. days. Yeah, that's fair. But even just the fades, like even even just like here, like literally just like where the ears are, you know, just a little bit. It's unruly. But he's in hot form, so I can't really argue. But visually, it does annoy me a little bit. The the, the petty nature in me, I'm looking at that and I'm like, get a haircut. Like, that's outrageous. Like, he's paid corporate, so much money. Corporate, corporate Jack over here. <laughs> he's just paid so much bands. money, bro. And you think, like, who, who's that? I can't remember who it was. There's one footballer who gets his hair cut, like, twice a week. Like I'm insane. sure, that, don't they all do it? Potentially. Because, like, when, oh. they, when like, England and that go away, they, they have, like, a barber that goes with them. I wouldn't be surprised, but, yeah, it's Michael Richards saying that he gets his hair cut twice a week. Oh, wasn't this, like, 500 quid or something? Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Uh, mad, mad. I, I feel, I feel like, like he gets a lot of them, like, fibres put in, like, you know, them sprays. Because mm. it's, it's, yeah. it's like is uh, it's immaculate. 
Yeah, literally, like, ruler vibes. Suspiciously immaculate. Mm. Yeah, you're so right. He's got that little that little extra thing going on. I don't know what it means, but maybe that'll be us one day. Oh, yeah. Sad times. Yeah, trust. Um, but yeah, this was a shitty game for a Liverpool perspective. Darwin Nunes was bad. Objectively bad. Also really good. He's so fucking confusing. He's so hard to like talk about because like he makes great runs. He's like very direct. He shoots very erratically, so you never really know what's going to happen. He does a lot. If he could finish consistently, Jesus Christ, what striker he'd be. But we'll see. He's oh. back to his underwhelming if, worst. If, if buts and maybe, mate. If buts and maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. That? I, is it something that Klopp said that like what was it I, his potential scares me or something like that it was like when he was talking about Nunes yeah. scares me too yeah. mate should scare you if it ever all clicks oh. <laughs> we got like we got a very dangerous guy on our hands but yeah he's just just he's just fucking rogue sometimes like that miss was pretty unacceptable genuinely harder to miss than score it's one of them uh, is he? Is he early twenties? Right, he's twenty four. Okay, okay. So he's starting to enter the Marcus Rashford period where people keep saying potential, but he's actually like mid twenties and he really should be better by now. Do you know what I mean? Like Doku's twenty one, he's performing like that. Saka's like twenty two, he's performing like that. So early days, yeah. but not too early. Maybe give him a bit of age because he's a striker, like. He, he has like a bit of a like maybe they peak a bit later coming in new to the league I know Doku's just done what Doku's done this week but I don't know maybe that's a one-off case I don't know but I'm just hoping that it does all click at some point because he's going to get so many goals if it does click he's excellent at a lot of things just the key do, thing is a bit erratic do you think he's better than he was last season He's better than last season because he played a lot more games like this last season. At least now it's like one on, one off as opposed to like three off and then one on. So it's getting better. He's definitely been better this season. He's got quite a lot of assists as well for Salah. I think he's got six already. So there's some good chemistry between those two, which is nice. Yeah, cute, cute. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> they are cute. There's chemistry with this Liverpool team. Um yeah, I didn't really enjoy it. I don't really want to talk about all the moments because there's quite a lot of things that frustrated me in this game. Um, but what I will say, and you know, you as a Manchester United fan, you'll appreciate this. Ruben Diaz got a penalty, right, against Manchester United. You remember it. It was very light. VVD got rugby tackled in this game. Less light, not given. I don't think either is a penalty, but the consistency is what drives everyone mad, basically. Because if you sort of rugby tackle someone, Gently or less gently, which one's a pen? Probably the more aggressive one, but apparently not in this game. I I'm not gonna lie, I can't remember the Van Dyke one, the United one. Like, I it just wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> a penalty. Like, there's just no chance. Like that happens everywhere else on the pitch. Like every like, if there's a free kick, like just outside the box, like and they're running in or whatever. Like it literally. Constantly, like when the ball's up in the air, people are like over a header. They're all wrestling each other. Like, why is this specific moment the one that was decided that that should be a penalty? It, I don't know, bro. Yeah, flabbergasted. Well, what are your theories? Conspiracy, illicit money mm. being deposited in certain referees' bank accounts could be anything. Mm. 
Or what, they're doing a Barcelona jobby? I can't say. All I'm saying is they've got a lot of easy draws over the years and they're getting a lot of dodgy decisions now. I'm just putting two and two together and getting five, but I'm suspicious. With all those FFP charges, you're telling me one of them is not illicit money to certain officials? They know, yeah, I did quite joke seeing Everton getting charged, <laughs> charged for it as well. Like, literally. they spent all that money, like, literally just avoided relegation, and now they're just going to get points deducted as well. <laughs> While City, City have spent even more, probably done even worse, oh, winning the league, so and then they just get away with it. It's quite oh, deep, but. It's so deep. Yeah, it's so bad. It's almost like, what is it? I guess the equivalent is like if you're like a shoplifter. And you steal like a DVD or some shit, and you go to like prison for like six months. While the person who like robs like a thousand people and just stole their bank account details, it's just too big to deal with. You just can't deal with it. It's easy to just deal with like the one crime that everyone agrees on. Man City's just too fucking complicated. And how can you sue Abu Dhabi? Not really. You can't. It's true. You don't want to have Pep in your ear at the end either. Like he's quite a strange bloke. Like I just. <laughs> <laughs> That's what will put you off, just having to just have to be in a small room with Pep, and it would just make you uncomfortable. He's like, "What's that one?" With, uh, that interview. He's like, "I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Happy Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> I'm happier than you'll ever know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. More than you know. <laughs> more, such... more than you believe. More than you believe. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he's such a fucking weird bloke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So okay, I want to ask you about. Tahith Chong, because he was at Man United, I believe, and he scored for Luton. So a very nice counter-attack. What was the vibe about him when he was at Man United? Because he's gone now permanently, I assume. This is not alone. This is Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He's he's out of there. He he didn't really do much, to be completely honest. He never really looked good enough to, to be a starter for United or even squad player, to be completely honest. Seems like a nice guy. Good trim. Uh, put work rate in, which don't really see that much at United these days or mm-hmm. at all, even from some of the... Uh, actually, I don't know. I feel like the least that you should expect from a player coming into the team that's young like, is running about. So, mm-hmm. But some of them still don't do it. I've seen Garnacho not doing it a bit recently, which irks me. But um, yeah, I hope it all works out for him, to be honest. That's fair, yeah. He was one of the rare like Man United youngsters that I like remembered the name of. Because he's got a really distinct haircut, so you just kind of take notice of him. You're like, that's literally the new Fellaini. That's so sick. Um, so yeah. I don't, I just... don't disrespect the guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that Fellaini's available to free transfer now, so you know, you never know. Where? where? He's he been to China, didn't he? He's, he's been in China for like five years. And I think Still his contract's there. run out. Yeah, I think his contract's run out now. Yeah, fair enough. Is what's happening with China these days? Are they still? I don't know because like, I think they... China just realised it wasn't working and just clamped down on it and was like, just stop spending stupid money on average players. Like, it's it's just pointless. China's very brutal at like failed experiments. They'll try everything once, but then they'll be like, no, shut it down, and that'll be it. <laughs> That's why like the owners of like Inter Milan and stuff were having to sell so many players because they were just like, stop investing in football now, and that was the end of it. So, like, Chinese owners in football are just struggling now to justify it. I guess it's like if you're in work and you've been expensing your lunch a lot, you've been expensing your travel to work, and then one day finance is just like, no, stop that. You put it through. I'm not approving it. And that's just Chinese like ownership now in football. All goes to the Communist Party, and they're like, no, shut up. Fair enough. Good, uh, good, good insight. 
That's my theory anyway. It's just a working theory. I don't have any connections in China apart from heritage. So we'll see. <laughs> but last night at Liverpool, Louis Diaz scored the winner. He's going through a very bad time. His dad has been kidnapped um, in Colombia. And police arrived at the scene. And they so his mum was left in the car, but they took his dad. And what I've heard from news in Colombia is that people are really fucking annoyed about this now. Like, whatever... I don't know what the kidnapping dynamics are like in Colombia day to day, but people really like Louis Diaz and like they're like, guys, this is not okay. So there's big swelling of public support, government intervention, police. It's a whole thing. It's a whole crisis that's taken over the nation. And I was pretty happy for him. I'm not going to lie to get the winner. It was a nice moment. I think it was one of those weird moments where everyone was happy for him, including the Luton players and Luton fans. Even though they weren't, you could see after the game, they were like, bro, I just want to say, like, I'm here for you. Congrats. And I thought that was quite nice. Transcends just football, you know. Everyone's just normal people when he's having a really bad time. Yeah, agree. That was it was it was good to see. When he celebrated well, he didn't really celebrate he kind of ran away, he put his shirt up, but he just I don't know, he didn't he looked like he didn't really know what to do, which is probably like some mad emotions going through his head at that very point. But Yeah. He's just panicking. He's like, just get the message, just get the t shirt up. I don't know what else to do now. I'm not happy, but Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out, but hopefully it'll be fine. I feel like it's moving in the right direction. I was reading just before this, the kidnapping group want they want um like security promises that they're not going to get like arrested or worse if they hand them over. They kind of want guarantees and then should be released. And did the people, I guess, do, like the Colombian authorities know who the people are? Like, is it known? Like, I don't know. I think so, but I don't know. I think a group has come out and kind of owned it, basically. Okay. So we'll see. But I think they, they might have just picked on the wrong person, potentially, because literally no one wants it to happen. It's quite hard yeah, to hide as a sort of rogue, militant group, like in a country, if everywhere you go, people are like, if you're part of that group, I fucking hate you. You're not staying here. I'm not helping you. You know, you need kind of some public support to keep things operating. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, okay. Here's one last stat before we take a break. And maybe you can tell me this because I don't understand this. Liverpool's away record for promoted teams over the last three years, they've won three out of ten. So they played all the teams that have come up away and in the last ten games they've only won three. Um, and it's five draws, two losses and three wins. How do we explain that? Is it just like a personnel thing? Are Liverpool just bad against a low block? I don't really understand it, but it seems like we take our foot off the pedal a bit when we play these like promoted teams and it's really costing us like easy points easy points on paper yeah I don't know even United are winning those games so you gotta you gotta, gotta take a look at yourself there mate <laughs> yeah true that's not good company but yeah I thought it was interesting because um, those are easy those are easy wins that's another like seven points a season that we could be bagging up you know without that many changes maybe what we need is a slightly different system for these games play with an attacking midfielder or something or just where's, be better where's uh, where's your boy Thiago at these days is he injured you know where he is he's lying down his ankles in bits as usual he's just always injured man he's always injured he's so finished he came to the Prem 
He chopped a lot of people. He had a great time. He's called that sick girl in the Champions League, and it's over now, I think. Yeah, Fez says he's uh, yeah, I do rate that man. Very, very good at football. Just so nice to watch. So aesthetically pleasing. Nice. Well, after the break, listening, you need to come back because we're going to let Jay get very upset about Man United. So, see you in a bit. Welcome back from the back seat. Um, we had a weird, weird interlude. Jay's room smells. Read into that what you will. Um, <laughs> and now, before we get into Man United um, and how bad they are, we've got to talk about Newcastle and Arsenal. Uh, Newcastle won, Arsenal nil. Um, big win. Big win for Newcastle. Lost at home to City. Lost at home to Liverpool in pretty unlucky circumstances. So I feel like this was a big win for them in terms of establishing them as like Big dogs. Top of the table, big dogs. And I thought they were, they were pretty good value for it overall. Like, the way they play football reminds me a lot of, like, early Liverpool. It's, like, relentless pressing. Very, like, coordinated, very hard to get through. You can see the panic in every team they play, generally. Like, it must be a nightmare to try and play through it because they're so organised in the way that they attack you. There's always, like, two or three people, like, pressing each Arsenal player both at the back and then the same ones also defending. They work incredibly hard. They're basically all like box-to-box midfielders. They're just ranging up and down constantly. So they look like a nightmare to play against. They're quite a naughty team, though. There's a, quite a few incidents in this game. Like, Absolute quite, spice. Yeah, quite on the line. Um, all kind of kicked off from Havertz, committing a very, very orange card kind of challenge um, where he just sort uh, of went flying uh, in. Definitely red. Definite red? Oh, I thought it was yeah, definite red too. Like, mad. Like, that was definitely red. Mm. I've seen red cards given for a lot less this season, put it that way. I feel like that... Had that been a red, I feel like that would have been the first nail in the coffin for Havertz in his Arsenal career. Because it's not started well. And, like, stupid red in a big game is a really nice way to sort of lose a lot more support. He wasn't very good again, though. Uh, was he? Did they have him in that midfield role this game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they bought him for that, didn't they? Not as a striker, but then was it? He was at Leverkusen. I think he was playing as a cam, and he was he was yeah. doing bits there. And then, yeah, I don't know. That man seems lost. I don't know what it's going to be that that triggers it for him. Well, I think there's a good comparison in this game. You've got Joe Linton, who was like a misfiring striker turned. Box to box number eight, and he was like the man of the match. And he got Havertz trying to do the same thing. You really see the difference between them, though. Like, it's very noticeable. One just looks like they don't really care and they can't really move, and the other's just like, just fucking incredible. Like, he's, he's just everywhere. Boy. He's, he's a unit. He's like chopping everyone. He's always helping out his mates. He's just good lads, really. Not a good goal scorer, but they found his place, and Havertz just doesn't look like that guy. Just doesn't look very passionate or very asked of anything. I mean, he's yeah, fair. I was going to say fair play. He's played in the bag. I'm sure he's happy in that respect. Um, <laughs> That's such a Man United way of looking at it. He's getting the bag. Fair play to him. Oh. <laughs> uh, they should have to earn. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And like, uh, what was it? What was that game that he scored? And then they all went. He scored two, didn't they? And then. Was that against Bournemouth or something like that a couple of weeks ago? He got that pity penalty against yeah. Sheffield United, I think. 
What's and they all like gassed that? him up, like over celebrated with him to make him feel good about himself. But yeah. yeah. He's just broken. He's actually just broken. He's also not very good. I'm just going to say it. He's just pretty average. So I don't know what the fuss is about. He's just like average. Like he probably would have got sold if he hadn't cost loads of money for Chelsea initially. Like if he come through the academy, you wouldn't be that bothered about him getting games. Smith Rowe is a lot better. Yeah, I must confess, I bought in the last FIFA career mode that I I started. I uh, I bought Havertz have from Leverkusen, and he 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 was class, unbelievable. Even Scotty McTominay in midfield, Lord have mercy. <laughs> sort of troops are made of high energy, guile, silkiness. It's all there <laughs> on paper, but in reality, that's just McTominay as well. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking rate McTominay. He's had a hard career, but he keeps coming back. Every season, <laughs> I rate him. Um, what, what else is naughty in this game? Gimaresh kind of the Jorginho on the back of the head, just a little little smack. So, so I, I don't know VAR rules now. I don't know like why was that not looked at. I guess I it wasn't know. clear and obvious. But I just don't. Re- I just don't really get. I don't get VAR. I don't get offside anymore. I don't get handballs either. Just, Basically, you just don't understand the rules, do you, anymore? It's still changed, like, literally. I just, yeah. Like, the, what was it? The the penalty shout in the Liverpool game, actually, or was it the backwards uh, the backwards elbow from Ross yeah. Barkley? Like, that, I feel like a couple of seasons ago, that would have been a penalty, like, because they started doing a thing where it's wherever it hits the hand. It's, I don't Everything's know. Everything's a pen. Literally, and then it's different in Europe to what it is in 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 England it's yeah yeah I think it's mad frustrating because they're they're like correcting the decisions as well throughout the season so it's like they went way too hard on red cards so now they're being way too relaxed as shown in this game and there's constantly like throughout the season like the consistency is just all over the place they can't just meet in the middle it just has to be like everything's a red card or I'm just going to let everything slide like the old rules it's fucking weird the um, time wasting as well. At the like, first couple of games of seasons, they were shit hot on that. Like yeah. to the point where people were getting booked for like literally just not even trying to waste time. Just literally just looking the at the referee, just giving literally, them a look, and it's like don't yellow card. And then there was like oh. 10, 15, 10 minutes of extra time after every game. That's all fucking disappeared. Yeah, it's so inconsistent. I fucking hate it. It's... I don't understand why everyone keeps needing to change the rules so much, though. The rules are fine. Everyone was having a great time. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just football confuses me these days. Yeah, me too. Probably for different reasons, but yeah, I did think Newcastle got away with quite a lot in this game. But there's one controversy. That's the main talking point, and that's the only goal in the game. There's a lot of there's a lot of factors that make it dodgy. I feel like when you put them all together, it's very hard to give it as a legitimate goal, even though maybe individually you can make a case for the ball being in play. Maybe, hard to say. Doesn't look in play, but I think it might be like in the World Cup where that Japan goal oh, Japan was in play. Won. Yeah. That's what it. I'm me too. That's what I'm imagining. Like when you when you're above the ball, it's like this little sliver is still in. But that does seem like a pretty dumb rule. Um did Joe Ellington push over Gabrielle? I would say yes, I think so. And then was it offside? No angle. Can't can't tell. But the goalie was so far out. He's rubbish, by the way flapping around that <laughs> arguably it was offside and a foul and the ball might have been out of play. And yeah, I can see why Arteta lost his head in the post-match and was uh, 
Yeah, he's fuming, to be honest. I enjoyed watching Bit. it, though. Uh, oh, I love it. I love it. He's got that in his locker, hasn't he? He's been banned mm. a few times in the past seasons, and then I think he calmed it down a bit. But then that was like that was that was pure Arteta coming out again. It's a disgrace yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at this level. <laughs> he's so <laughs> fucking it. intense. You can tell that he's worked with Pep for a couple of years. In it, in this. It, like, in he's it. so fucking intense. <laughs> I love to see them two have an argument. Yeah, same. I'm imagining Tuchel, Conte, handshake, 2021. That kind of vibes, you know. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think? Do you think that should have stood as a goal? Nah, the the foul was the one for me that was the most obvious, I guess. And I guess that, well, I said the most obvious. The other two were inconclusive, but the foul was like, like you've got two hands on his back pushing him over. Yeah, like, it's definitely literally. a foul. Again, reference point. If that is a defender pushing someone over like that, it's a foul. Is a penalty. So I don't know how it doesn't work in the reverse when it's the attacker on the defender. It's really fucking inconsistent. Penalties were given for less very recently. Little hand around the shoulder, fall over, penalty. Then this guy is just like, get out of the way. Two hands <laughs> on the back. <laughs> Definitely interfering with play. So yeah. Newcastle is just a bit of a dirty team, really. Say it quietly, hard working, but they're good at the dark arts too. That's why they're so dangerous. Was it they've got some history, I think. Was it the was it was it that game the Newcastle's assistant, that guy who uh Oh Jason Tyndall. I can't remember his name. He looks like a, I don't know, he looks like someone you see down at like Oceana on a Friday night <laughs> with getting the Jaegers in like that it's kind definitely. of Is it Jason Tyndall? Something. Well Eddie Howe's assistant, like the big yeah, guy yeah, who's yeah, just yeah, always yeah, it's yeah. all about him. The Jason yeah. Tyndall show. Was it was it him? Was it him and Arteta got into something like recent, like a they few did, seasons yeah. ago or something like that? I think yeah, there's a little bit of spice to that. Yeah, you're right. Actually, they did. I can't remember what it was about. I mean, he is a, he is a lot. He is a lot. He thinks he's the manager, but he's not. Like he's always the first to shake the hand of the opposition manager at the end. He's always just like doing all this, like on the touchline. He's just he's a lot. He'd annoy me if I was uh, in the opposition dugout. I agreed. Agreed. I like that. Could be a start of like a little unofficial derby where they just hate each other. Um, was they that, are... that was the uh, the four four, wasn't it? Them two. Mm, yeah. R.I.P. Shake Yote. Oh my god! Was it that game with that goal? Yeah, 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 yeah. Madness. That was mad. Genuinely, one of the most iconic goals ever. Newcastle will have a few iconic goals actually. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Was it Papi Cisse? Cisse, Cisse, the outside of the foot against yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, it's definitely not intentional, but just unreal. That, um, that bar and Cisse as well. What, what, what partnership that was, Denver that bar. Was, yeah, that was unreal. That was actually unreal. I don't know. I don't know where they both came from, and it never, it never quite worked after that. But yeah, for two seasons, that was it. Yeah, legendary. Yeah. Um, Arsenal's are being starters over. No more invincibles for them this season. Here's a question for you. David Rea, is he the problem here? Because I feel like since he's had a run of games, they've had some good performances, but he's never been that convincing bar like one game. And even in the goal, he did just flap around at it. And a better goalie would have just caught that. And this whole controversy wouldn't be a thing. 
Yeah, I d- uh, so what, it's the problem that didn't really, or wasn't really a problem with Ramsdale. Ramsdale, mm. they just bought, looked pretty class last season. They bought David Rea. PFA team of the season, mate, last season. There you go. It was relatively cheap. Oh, they got him for a decent price, didn't they? Who? Rea. He's on loan. Is he? Yeah. They got a option to buy for 27 mil. Which is not bad. Although, it's looking, it's looking worse week and week. But, yeah, in principle, it wasn't bad. In Well, the fact that they've somehow got a loan with an option to buy for him, they've finessed that. Like, how have yeah. Brentford not just say, like, sell him and get the 30 mil? Because now, it's probably going to, well, based on this, well, actually, I say this, who knows what Arteta's thinking. Based on the first few performances, you'd think, get Ramsdale mm. back in he's probably not going to be there end of the season but Arteta's sticking with him yeah I think and I'm not sure but I think it's a pretty low obligation to buy like probably based on appearances or something so like if he makes like 20 they have to pay it I'm pretty sure he's going to be there next season but yeah Brentford don't fuck around mate if you don't want to be there you're done you're out so I do rate it but yeah he just doesn't look very good and I do yeah. find it funny that he's at Arsenal not being very good. Robert Sanchez is at Chelsea from Brighton not being very good. Brighton and Brentford have just moved on. Just got equally serviceable goalies. Just finessed the big clubs again. Just having worse goalies this season. It's all it's all very good to watch. Yeah, the Chelsea the Chelsea one was weird, Sanchez. Was it was he at number wait, was he I oh, know wait, I was thinking of Michelle Vaughan for a second there. Throwback is a <laughs> proper throwback. He's still looking around somewhere. Yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, I think I think Kepa's Kepa's on loan, isn't he? Kepa's at Real Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, and Kepa's come out and he's been pretty not anti Chelsea, but his comments are like, "I really don't want to go back if I can help it." Basically, to paraphrase. So I don't think he's planning to come back. I think he's been pretty open about that. So get used to Sanchez is what I'm saying. I mean, I don't. Well, I, uh, I, I, my, my assumption would be that Chelsea fans wouldn't particularly be excited to see him back. Nah, he's not very good. But it's just how much of a loss they're going to make at this point. Will they get twenty mil for him from Real Madrid as a backup goalie to Courtois? I'd probably just send him back if I was Real Madrid. I don't know though. In Spain, with him being Spanish as well, I feel like they're seeing and being in the Spain national team. I feel like there might be a bit more capital for him there. They might mm. see him a bit differently. If he plays well for the national team, who knows? I guess he might, so. He might have some ratings. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, speaking of bad goalkeepers, Manchester United won. Fulham nil. Yay. <laughs> Um, I, I thought I thought that was just Manchester United won, as in they won. Manchester United did win, but they also got one goal, and that is probably the only thing that happened. I feel like this is two teams who can't score any goals. It was never going to be over two and a half goals um, in a game. Easy bet for anyone who's a bet bet positive. But yeah, I feel like this is one of those wins where it's like the lowest bar has been jumped in that you did win, and it was a clean sheet. But that's pretty much most of the positivity from a neutral perspective that's what I saw anyway um, how did you find it you didn't get to go to the game did you so listener for context Jay's season ticket holder at Manchester United but can't seem to get tickets for away games because Manchester United 
is a business. It's not about fans. I, I think you'll find Liverpool similar vibes as well. It's, it's no, not season. we're not here to talk about Liverpool, Jay. We're here to talk about Manchester United. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. What do I think? So, we won the game. It's a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, 90, was it 96 minute? Was it 96? 90, it, stoppage time. Whatever. 91st minute, Fernandez goal. Another another one where similar Brentford did the same thing. Sheffield United didn't play well. Another late goal. I think it was in the in the kind of last ten minutes against them. And the United fans went mad and they were singing all game. And fair play to them because I don't know how they do it. Like when I go and see United, and I find it really hard at the moment to be positive, mm-hmm. even when we win. I just don't get any feel of joy or elation. Like after the Brentford game obviously scored the two stoppage time goals everyone went wild but I'm just like this is just it's just shit like it's the same prop this is not solving anything fair enough we've actually got the result I don't know what that actually means in the context of do the players still want to play for Ten Hag or they just got a win like all the goals that we seem to be scoring seem to be kind of goals made from individual bits of play sounds as very familiar to... doesn't it it's all very uh Solskjaer-esque isn't it just like just... someone needs to step up each game and we'll be fine like we're just adverting crisis to crisis like we beat Copenhagen again last minute penalty got saved fair enough that was a bit like we played terribly should be battering them Fulham mm-hmm. my dad messaged me after game saying poor performance great result and I was like was it a great result we beat Fulham 1-0 yeah Fulham with no strikers as well like they're not very good this season it's it's just I I'd like if we played well and won 1-0 I'd feel a lot happier we won 1-0 but like there just seems to be no progress made whatsoever since well I say that we lost 3-0 midweek so some progress has has been made we didn't (laughs) let in three goals and we yeah. we actually scored a goal, but I just it I just don't know how it's going to get better and when it's going to get better. And I think it, it, we just seem to keep kind of getting I say getting away with it. There must be some sort of fight in the team to some extent, which may give me a little bit of positivity. But I just don't know what are the players asked. I don't really think they are. They don't look like they are. They don't play like they are. Mm. I think you can almost see the divide of like which ones are arsed and which ones aren't. Like Bruno Fernandez, for all the flack he gets, he does actually care most of the time. Scott McTominay definitely cares. Uh, Harry Maguire probably cares, which is pretty I, grim. Shout out to Harry Maguire, by the way. He actually played very well, considering he he got... was definitely concussed the whole time. Yeah, he uh, shouldn't have no shout. Yeah, so I actually missed the first five minutes. So no shouts out to TNT Sport and their new. Uh, platform on discovery plus get bt sport back it just didn't i was it, it wouldn't connect first five minutes of the game it's outrageous get Literally. them out of sponsorship straight away <laughs> <laughs> no 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 please come back we we, we, we will do business with you <laughs> literally anyone saudi arabia i'll stop saying bad things about you if you come <laughs> <laughs> but now harry Maguire, yeah there's very few players i think who actually give a shit at man united at the moment and play like they give a shit and I think, oh, I think, 
I just think you've paid too many average players too much money and you've created a really bad environment of people not being asked. Because if I think about myself, there's a certain amount of money that I could earn per year where I think I'd just stop caring if I was guaranteed it. If someone gave me like 200 grand a year for four years guaranteed and there was nothing that I really had to do, I potentially didn't even have to turn up for work sometimes, like just don't play, would I be that asked? Definitely not. Uh, yeah, I agree, but I thought we were kind of in the process of getting rid of those kinds of players. Like, Pogba went, who else went? Like, Alex Tellez went, like, rogue players like that are gone. Ten Hag's mm-hmm. got his new men in, and these are supposed to be the ones that fit his, uh, I don't know, his profile of a player. So, players that are hungry, they've got something to prove. Anthony probably is both of those things. Is he good enough? It's another definitely, question. Definitely not. Yeah, he just looks—he just looks like a wish version of like Robin, you know, where he's got one trick, but it's not a very good trick, as opposed to that one trick, and you can't stop it. He's just—he's just, uh yeah, he's just got no pace. He can't really beat anybody. He's petulant. His face he's, is really annoying as well. He's just—he's just annoying. I'd, my my, oh, I was gonna say hot take, maybe not so hot take. Maybe obviously had those allegations against him in Brazil. Maybe mm. that's been clouding over him for a while. I can imagine it's not exactly, I don't know, plain sailing playing with that hanging over you. So he's probably been a bit stressed. So maybe that's a reason why he's not doing what he should be doing. I don't know. Um, that's a fair thought. But then also you've got like that and Mason Greenwoods, which was handled terribly. I know yep. that it didn't come to anything, but like maybe it does hint at just a bad culture. Because would these players have got close to like other squads? Like Jürgen Klopp's always very big on character, and he talks to them. We spoke to Anthony. I'm not convinced Anthony would pass the sort of Klopp interview. Like he just doesn't seem like the type. I might be wrong, but it seems like Man United just don't think about like the types of people they want in the business and in the club. They just go on. I don't know what agents say or whatever the manager wants. They don't really think about the actual people and the culture that they create. I agree, but I think there's been a bit of a change in the profile of the signings we've made recently. So we're not kind of going for those older players that not always, are, not always. Well, like well, not players like I don't know. Again, who did we buy recently? Like Mkhitaryan, people like him that are kind mm. of they're not they're not up and coming kind of hungry players they've kind of been there they've done it like Cavani I, Cavani was a good player to be fair he got injured in his second season but again I do I question could he have got back could he have got fit in the second season did maybe. he look like he could be asked maybe not did he enjoy the weather in Manchester probably not he's yeah and then we've bought but then he's bought Mason Mount what is Mason Mount he's on the I bench I don't know but this is what I don't understand. Why do so many signings just not work out every single year? Like almost I without don't... fail. Like how many have been good? I'd say Bruno Fernandes is the only one I can think of recently who's been like good. And people don't always rate him because he's quite annoying. He's quite petulant. But I'd still say he was a good signing. He was like unplayable for at least a year when he joined. A bit more, a bit more measured now. Not as good. But apart from that, I'm struggling. It's yeah. I think. I don't know if it's something to do with the pressure at United. It's just so much bigger. It's just a big club, bigger than, well, the biggest club in England by far. Probably Real Madrid, Barcelona are the other two. 
like big clubs in the world that have similar similar stature to United and I just I don't know there's just it is very corporate businessy as well like looking at United's social media I'm sure all of the clubs are actually probably like this to be fair but I don't know United's for, in my eyes seems particularly bad it's just a bit plastic like mm-hmm. after the City defeat the next day or second day after the game they released some new tracksuit bottoms and the tracksuit set the ones that they wore out against Fulham and just spread the comments and just everyone's going absolutely crazy in that like <laughs> yeah I mean looking from the outside in I just have no fucking idea how to fix it because you've had so many managers so many different players and it always goes the same way in the end do you think anything will change when Jim Ratcliffe gets 25% because that's not enough to probably turn it around but the... from what I understood what he's going to take think? over I don't football think... in Sacking the manager. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Technicals, technicals. Um, I I I don't think sacking the manager is the thing to do. We've done that enough times. We've been through different manager types. We've done the kind of Van Hal, Mourinho, winner type. We've done Oli, the club legend. I don't know what Ranick was. We did Moyes. Moyes was like the the Fergie two point Moyes hire. I remember that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I don't understand how like it's gone so badly in pre well in from one season to the next. I guess we started to tail off towards the end of last season. The players are probably quite tired. Ten Hag doesn't really rotate the squad that much, or mm. didn't last season. He's doing it a bit more now, but. I don't think Ten Hag seems well. He got a tune out of him last year. I don't see why he shouldn't get a tune out of him again. He does have to take some criticism though, like with well, with what's happening with Mount, some of the signings that he's made, Anthony not working out. Yeah, but I think I, I still don't think we've got a sporting director in place, and there's just the whole the whole uncertainty of the takeover or that is now no longer happening probably is looming over the club. I think also it's not just the players as well I think just all of the other staff that work at United as well they don't really know what's going on if they bring in a new owner what's going to happen to their roles etc etc the the sporting people that are in place now there's talks of them getting sacked once Jim Ratcliffe comes in it's just no one really seems to know what's going on um, do you think it's just all the uncertainty is just adding to it like no one knows who's going to be safe day to day I don't think that that is the, well. One of I'm, many, many It is one of many reasons. But then I don't know if additionally it's something that they can, some people can hide behind sometimes and use it as an excuse. And mm. they can kind of be like, uh, well, again, like I'm not, I can't not, I've not, I've not got a, a, a mole in the squad or anything like that. But they don't look like the most resilient players to be like oh things are going bad like we need to fight out of this it just seems like oh things are going bad like everything's against us kind of vibe like we're not sure what's going on in the future it's and i'm sure the manager's pissed off about it as well because who knows what's happening in terms of transfer budgets etc etc like we can't can't really plan anything if we don't know how much money or who's going to own the club in six months time and bear in mind the announcement was made a year ago, I think, mm-hmm. over a year ago now, and 
yeah, it's just a mess, and it's been a mess for years, and it will continue to be a mess until, well, mm. I think until the Glazers are gone, to be honest. Jim Ratcliffe might come in. They're talking about, what is it, a 25% stake for and yeah. footballing um, yeah. decisions to be made. But That could work. The only thing I'd say is that he also did the same thing at Nice, and it went well initially, and now it's gone terribly again. So I just don't know. It's hard to say if he's going to be any better in the midterm. I think there'll be a natural bump because everyone hates the uh, Glazers so much. And I do too. I think they're terrible owners. What I will say is they do keep putting money up every year and it keeps getting spent really terribly. So it's all very confusing. Uh, yeah, but are they putting the money in the right places then? Like, why don't they just hire someone in this sporting director role? Like, surely, like, you're spending, like, I don't know, £100 million pounds a summer, £150 billion pounds a summer. You could pay someone a million pounds a year to do something and just, like, plan the club. And I don't know. I feel like maybe this Jim Ratcliffe thing is happening because maybe it's finally got to the point where the football inside of things are really starting to negatively affect the business side of things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hang on a second, we need to do something about this. But also, they just don't really give a shit. Like, they don't care whatsoever. Oh, they absolutely don't. They, they, they don't go to any games, do they? They just, they don't, they don't really do anything. They just take their hundred mil dividend every year and just have a nice time. But yeah, I do worry about Man United. Obviously, I don't really like Man United. So it's quite <laughs> I'm enjoyable. sure, I'm sure you do but... worry. <laughs> can't, can't sleep at night. Yeah, I worry about them coming back, but. <laughs> Maybe this is just their level now. I can't remember who it was. Oh, yeah, Joe, friend of the pod, Chelsea correspondent, sent me that video of when Mourinho was talking about heritage and the whole interview. And I was just like, he's actually right. He sounded dumb at the time, but Man United just finish around like pretty... They just don't do seasons very well, you know? Like your best season was like fourth last season in a few years and like you're not going to win the Champions League. You're probably not going to win anything this season. Whoa, 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 whoa. We came second a few seasons ago. Don't forget that behind City. How many Not... seasons ago, though? Oh, I think it... I don't know. It might have been a COVID season or around that time, but we did get a second. No, was it, it was Ollie. It was Ollie. Mm, okay, no, fair point. But I don't know. Maybe this is just your new level now. Everyone goes through these bad periods. Maybe this is just it. Like, Arsenal were rubbish for, like, a good six, seven years. Liverpool were terrible for a good, like, ten years by the odd season. It just happens. Maybe this is it. Because you're already into, like, what? seven seasons of being quite bad now or just not the best team or not even oh. the top two or three best teams generally i think it's more 10 i think it's more 10 it says ever since sir alex departed it's mm. all kind of been downhill from there uh, odd 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 glimpses of hope europa leagues fa cup yeah exactly but it's not it's not consistent it's not across like a whole season or it's not like building season to season it's always just like this is going well let's get some more players as we're great and they're just it's it's collapsed again. So okay, if you could if you could change like one major thing right now, no consequence, what would it be? Manager, get rid of Rashford, I don't know. Like what what do you think is the biggest problem right now? Get rid of Sancho, maybe? I'd get rid of the Glazers. That's quite an easy choice, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I think you get rid of them, get um shake the seam in. And do you really want that though? Again. Do you really want to be another like Petro club? Like, I feel like that'd be worse than City. I feel like you actually would lose a lot of heritage there, a lot of culture. Oh, who else are we going to get? I feel like, is this not the way that football seems to be going at the moment? Is that Everyone's just a Petro just... nation like, club, the nation's, basically. 
maybe I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. The Glazers need to go. I know that. That is that is my 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 hot take. Well, not even a hot take. That's why it's cold. Very take. ice ice cool ice cool take. I think every Manchester United fan, yeah, would agree the same thing. But from a Liverpool perspective, long may it continue. Um, and <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. So yeah, thank you very much for your your rant. Um, I hope that you continue to be mediocre on the pitch because it brings me a lot of joy. Um, but thank you for coming on today. Um, I think if you've enjoyed it and our listeners enjoy it, we'll get you on more to talk about Man United, especially when they lose. This was when they won, by the way, listener. This was when they won and he's still this miserable. Imagine how much more miserable he could be like last weekend when they got turned over by City. That's what we it live took, for. It took me at least, what day was it? I think it must have been at least Tuesday or Wednesday for me to get over that one. And uh, <laughs> it had it had ramifications on my personal relationships as well. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, dear. It's, it's getting deep. But do you know what? I think, I think I'm starting to care less to some extent or it doesn't hit me as hard as it used to but I say that United continue to surprise me every single time so yeah well there you go on that note thanks for listening and thank you Jay thanks Jack